a love-hate relationship with exercise? This week, we're discussing our perspectives on working out, the role of fitness in our lives, some exercises or classes that we'd like to try out, and how it's all related to our own body image journeys. So starting off with talking a bit about our relationship with exercise, I feel like I've always struggled with my mentality towards working out and exercise and fitness. And I'm trying to move more into this mindset of, you know, exercising is for your health, but it's really hard for me to change gears of thinking that exercise's main purpose is to help you lose weight or I or, you know, move towards your ideal body type. Mm-hmm. I can totally relate. I think it's always been an unconscious and somewhat of a conscious decision to want to either stay fit or maintain a certain body type, which results in sometimes we exercise to only achieve that. But I I also think it's interesting because my mindset or like my thought processes change before working out. Um, It's usually more calculated to want to burn a certain amount of calories. But then afterward, you know, when the euphoria kicks in, it's so addicting that I forget about wanting to burn calories or lose weight. And it becomes a more wholesome experience. But that initial motivation of like trying to get to the gym or trying to get outside is always not the most positive. Totally relate to that feeling of euphoria after a good workout. And that's something that I've only come to experience in like the last five years. Maybe I just wasn't working out hard enough (laughs) in my preteens and my teens. But ever since I was younger, I don't know if this is something you experienced, Heidi, I always felt that cardio exercises would get me the most fit and the most toned. I remember forcing myself to run all the time, even though I literally hated it so much and feeling so bad about myself if I had to stop and, and walk and just take a breather. And I think at the time, my overall relationship with exercise would just, was just bad. It was like trying to exercise as much as I could without even fueling my body properly. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, as of today, I, I can say for certain that I still don't like distance running. <laughs> and yeah. I think I'm in a running, like hating phase right now because I haven't been doing it consistently. So every run is a huge challenge. So right now I'm just really focusing on walking, walking yeah. at an incline mm-hmm. at a faster pace. I feel like it still gets my heart pumping mm-hmm. and it's enough to like get you into a fat burning zone without feeling the pain of running. Uh-huh. You feel me? <laughs> Girl, I feel you. Sometimes, you know, you just don't, you wake up, you plan on running, but it's like, no, not today. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to walk. <laughs> and I always hear that the first mile is the most difficult. And I definitely feel that. But to be honest, if we go back to like, just my mentality around working out as of today, I feel like some of it still focuses on body goals and like body outcomes. But I think mm-hmm. this is a pretty big improvement from my previous mentalities that focus purely on weight and just like getting the number lower on the scale. I think today I'm okay with gaining weight if it means that I'm building muscle and toning up. Yeah. And, and to touch on your, <laughs> what, what did you call it? Running, hating phase. Mm-hmm. I also think now through the years, I'm also less strict on myself to run a certain number of miles every day, or I must do like XYZ exercises. Likewise, I'm way more okay with, with it, even if I'm just walking 30 minutes in the morning, because to me, like, like you said, you're still moving our bodies and the blood is still flowing. You're raising your heart rate. You're sweating out some gunk versus before 
maybe we were harder, harder on ourselves for whatever reason, if we didn't run as much or didn't do a full workout. But I'm also curious if it's, if it's also because our work lives are also busier, like, dang, Mm -hmm. sometimes it is hard to fit in a full hour and then you have to account for like, you have to shower afterwards or you need to drive to the gym if you go to a gym. And it's just like, wow, if I can even fit like 20 minutes of walking, I'm proud of myself because a lot of people don't even make time to move at all. Going back to what you said about being hard on yourself if you don't like do the full hour. Mm-hmm. I also feel like sometimes I get hard on myself if I don't do the type of workout that I keep seeing over all over social media, right? Ooh. So like, I feel like I've learned throughout the years about certain exercises that I like and I don't like. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, I've tried HIIT workouts. I've tried like weightlifting, cardio, like I said, and none of those were enjoyable to me. And I was really hard on myself and like trying to force myself to do more of those workouts and forcing myself to enjoy it. But I like, I came to the realization that life is too short to be doing workouts that you hate. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) my mentality towards exercise would improve if I just focused on doing the things that I like to do. Like for example, low impact, high repetition workouts, like Pilates or bar or yoga, mm-hmm. uh, big fan of those. I feel like it, it builds strength and flexibility and mm-hmm. also stretches your muscles while working them. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me focusing on the workouts I like to do is knowing that my preference for these kinds of workouts is going to limit the results that I see. Mm. Like no amount of yoga is going to put 10 pounds of muscle on me. (laughs) So I feel like I came to terms with what I like doing and the results that I'll be likely to see. Yeah. I think that's a really healthy mindset and it's more realistic. Like because matter of the fact is, okay, if you do weight building, you're going to build muscle. If you do cardio, you're probably just going to stay lean or build fat. So just like being knowledgeable about which types of exercises can yield what results can is like half the battle. And just like you said, coming to terms with being okay, that you might not achieve a certain goal. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome too. So relating to what we look like in the mirror, mirror, Hannah, what is your background body image I mean girl you you a spicy girl but I know everyone (laughs) everyone has inner demons in in their minds so what's been your background with you know body image and stuff thank you for telling me I'm a spicy gal I think you're a spicy gal yourself (laughs) but oh man body image I feel like every girl Mm, or maybe I'm generalizing most females and like, obviously some guys as well, we've all struggled with body image issues, but my personal story, I mean, I can think back to when my family used to get subscriptions in the mail to women's health magazines. And mind you, these are not subscriptions that we paid for. Like one day they just started showing up in the mail and I was curious. I started reading them and those magazines and reading those stories and seeing those, you know, pictures in there were pretty triggering to me as a young gal who is still in her development phase. I was consuming all this content about how we should, you know, drop 10 pounds for summer, like get your 
perfect bikini body or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of content plus comments from my relatives, if they noticed that I gained or lost weight, had a pretty negative impact on my body image. And I wouldn't say that, you know, this is the fault of the magazine, because I feel like there are, there is an audience who does appreciate these workout tips or like, you know, guidance on how to lose weight. I think it's more of an issue about being exposed to things like that while you're young and naive and very impressionable. Mm -hmm. For sure. And especially with uh, comments from relatives, when we're still developing, all we want is approval. (laughs) And I know like, similarly, this is more my mom specifically, but like, she always has the best intentions, but she will always be the first to comment on if like, I'm too if I'm looking too skinny or if I gotten fatter and sometimes it's contradicting because it also depends on the types of clothes I wear. Like I've never heard my mom say, saying that I look great in skinny jeans. And maybe that's, that's also why I never enjoy wearing skinny jeans because I'm so conscious of how my legs look. Like, do I have a stupid thigh gap or like, are, am I looking proportional? And it's, it can be very harmful um but I guess to that point I think this is how we should also be exploring all types of clothes because some clothes do flatter different body types more than others so if you know which clothes work for you then it's okay to never wear like the skinny jeans or flare jeans if it doesn't work for your body type like clothes aren't meant to fit every single person that's like I think it's also hard to do if you're like a trend chaser, like yeah. me sometimes, yeah. but I also feel like I never looked good in skinny jeans, but for some reason, that's all I wore for like <laughs> seven years. And mm-hmm. thankfully the trend now is like baggier loose yes. jeans, which I'm like, <laughs> thank you. I prefer those so much more, so but much like comfier. Yeah. Yeah. A lot comfier room to breathe. And mm-hmm. I think it's just more flattering for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just weird to think that for so many years, I forced myself to wear like uncomfortable clothes that really didn't flatter me just because that was what everybody else was wearing. Yeah, I know. And I feel like today, like there are certain trends that I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. Even like the most wildly popular ones, like high-waisted jeans. I did not look good in high-waisted jeans. What? Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. (laughs) High-waisted Flare jeans? Are you kidding me? I don't know, man. I just feel like high-waisted jeans cut off the circulation to like my stomach area. You know, I like I'm okay with like my stomach hanging over my jeans if it means that I can breathe and eat. And I feel like high-waisted jeans don't allow that for me. <laughs> wait, wait, so what what are your favorite types of jeans? I really prefer a mid-rise, anything lower than the oh. belly button. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm also okay with low-rise jeans. I know this is a hot take. Oh, yeah. So that's that's my hot take on like what flatters my petite kind of rectangular body shape. On the similar note of like not falling prey to trends that you might see on social media or just doing things that you see other people doing, I feel like we've all witnessed some kind of like fitness influencer or TikToker who's promoting their workout plan. And then I know for myself, I end up looking at their bodies as this aspirational motivation and thinking if I follow their workout plan, then I will look exactly like them. 
but I feel like what we don't talk about enough is that the way exercise shapes your body is hugely dependent on your genetics. Mm-hmm. And some people have a disposition to get super toned arms or super toned legs or naturally have a flat stomach or a small waist. Yeah. And when I was younger, this is something that I definitely did not want to hear, right? Like I wanted to follow their program, do their exercises and end up looking just like them after six weeks. But the reality is I am petite and I carry my muscle and my fat in different places and no amount of exercising and working out is going to shape me to look exactly like a model or my favorite fitness instructor. Mm -hmm. And I think accepting that realization has helped me with my body image and understanding that being fit and healthy is agnostic of whatever body shape you want to have. Yeah. Uh, So much to unpack here and unpack here. And what I would add is I find it so interesting because I don't know if you feel this way, Hannah, but sometimes if you just people watch, some people look really cute or like good when they have more meat to them. I think it also relates to like how you carry yourself, like the the energy you give out because like some bigger people, they just like own it. They have better posture. They look so much better than like someone who maybe is like striving to run so many miles a day every day and then they you know they just look fragile and so I think it's like it relates to how much confidence you have in yourself even if you feel like you're not looking your best because to other people's eyes like you actually look really good or you can look a certain way and I find that like to be so fascinating because sometimes like when I'm shopping at the mall and I see people walking around and they look so cute but like maybe they have you know, skin is exposed, but like, I don't mind it. Or like, I feel like they still look great. The way that a person carries themselves, I think has a big impact on just everything. I think it's their aura. That's what you would call it. Yeah. Um, I've seen videos where it's like the same person just walking in a different way. Like the first um, clip of them is like, they're Mm. kind of closing their body in trying to make themselves smaller And I do this sometimes if I'm like uncomfortable, like cross my arms or like hunch my shoulders. And then the second clip is um, just like taking up space, opening up the chest and just like walking with confidence. And it really does make such a huge difference the way Mm -hmm. that a person carries themselves or like the confidence. Yeah. So lesson here, work that inner confidence. (laughs) I think that inner confidence will flow externally too. Like, dang, maybe your skin will start glowing you know, the nutrients that you soak up will reap more benefits. (laughs) Um, But Hannah, okay. You know, you talk about different workout plans or like wanting to look like a certain person or body type. How do you like to measure progress? So when I was doing a lot of running, I would measure progress in my pace, my mileage pace and Mm -hmm. endurance. Mm -hmm. And I know that I just said earlier how much I dislike running, but There was a period of time last summer when I was training for a race and I was running so much that it became easy, which was like, I'd never experienced an easy run before in my life. Uh (laughs) And it felt so rewarding to see that like I could run five miles straight when at the start, when I first started running, I could barely clear a mile and a half without stopping to walk. So that's one of the ways that I measure like cardiovascular endurance is just 
how far am I able to run and how do I feel after that? Likewise, I think sometimes I go through periods where I'll try to beat my overall pace or time after every run, every run. But I think for me, that can also become unhealthy when I plateau or I can no longer beat a previous pace. And then I end up disappointing in myself. But in reality, I think we also need to recognize that sometimes staying where you are or maintaining whatever level you're at is also progress too, because like it it takes work to also stay consistent or like maintain where you've worked to. The consistency piece is so important. And I I like what you said about just like being consistently active is an achievement because not everybody can do that. Like I know personal anecdote, I will get into these phases of like working out a lot for a month and then just completely stop. Like after, (laughs) after I finished the race, I I haven't (laughs) run more than five miles in like a year. So just like being able to consistently stick to a workout routine is an accomplishment in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Consistency is key, but there are also other factors such as diet. Hannah, what's, what's, what's your take on, or do you follow a certain routine or rule for the foods that you eat? Or is it kind of like, you know, some people are more day by day today. I'm feeling this way. So I'm going to eat this much or, you know, Hey, my period's coming. So I'm going to allow more sweets. What is your take on the relationship between diet and exercise? I'll say first that I think health and fitness is, I've heard people say it's like 70% food and 30% working out. My personal diet is kind of all over the place. Like truly it's, I I don't think I have the best diet. I definitely don't have the best diet. Um, Like sometimes I'll go like 12 hours without eating or I'll have my first meal at like 1 PM, but you know, that's just, that's the work-life balance piece that needs to get worked out. Break. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think I really stick to any diet. I eat, I indulge a lot a lot of junk food not yeah. gonna lie I've had junk food for dinner before right? you know I like don't eat a dinner and I just eat snacks that that's fine yeah so I definitely don't have a strict diet or any sort of structure in my diet but I think if a person's goal is to either lose weight or build mass like you definitely can't do whatever the heck I'm doing <laughs> Because the food that you eat impacts your progress, it impacts your ability to gain muscle or um, be in a calorie deficit and lose weight. And then another like personal story I'll share is I remember being in college and I was in this cardio phase where I was trying to lose weight, um, working out a lot, running a lot, and I wasn't seeing any sort of progress. Mm-hmm. And the culprit was when we exert ourselves by running you know, five miles a day or whatever, our bodies crave food and we need more energy. So the naturally appetite increases. And so basically I was working out at the gym and then I was like, I'm so hungry. And then I would just eat a lot more and that, you know, no weight loss was happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just something important to keep in mind. If you are, you know, trying to, to drop some weight and you don't see results, it it could be your, your diet. Mm Mm-hmm. Girl, can we touch on protein though? I think I'm one who has never tried any pre-workout or protein shakes or whatever, but I 
do you wonder if it actually makes a difference? And I think my hesitation with protein drinks is that I'll become extra bulky <laughs> or big, but maybe it might prove me otherwise. But I, I do wonder, like, maybe, maybe we do lack protein or, but then I'm like, Hey, I eat chicken though. Or like I eat eggs, but it's interesting to me to see how some people swear by certain supplements or like when people go on runs, they'll eat like electrolytes or like some type of jelly or whatever. But mm-hmm. I've never tried it because then I'm like, dang, it's going to give me food cramps while I'm running. So I think that just shows like every. I've never tried protein drinks, but I'm also surprised you've never tried a like a running gel before. Because I feel like they give those out if you're running really long distances to replace like electrolytes. Um, I just always go with the water. Okay. <laughs> I've never tried it either, but apparently there's like a bit of caffeine in there that gives you some extra Mm. energy. Mm. But when it comes to like protein drinks, I just think they're gross. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, eh. I've never tried it. I don't really plan on trying it. I feel like I would much rather eat like five pounds of chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Then like drink a protein drink that doesn't taste good. Yeah. It's like the same speculation that I have for those smoothies or shakes that are like, in this one bottle, you can intake all of the vitamins or nutrients that you need. And this is the only bottle that, you know, I'm like, are you, are you sure? I would rather have like organic whole foods cooked naturally or organically rather than this like processed <laughs> liquid. Yeah, I do see how that could be, how, how it would have certain use cases for people who just need to be on the go and like need yeah. other nutrients <laughs> at once. But I definitely prioritize the taste of food more than mm-hmm. the efficiency. Um, so I've never tried protein shakes or like protein powder. I've also never tried pre-workout, but I am interested in trying pre-workout because I feel like it would taste better than a protein powder. And it gives you energy to like get your workout done. I, I'm a big uh, caffeine person. So Mm. I I would just love to see the impact that would have. (laughs) (laughs) I think honestly, I think because I don't believe coffee does anything to me. So anything that I need to like drink before or after, I'm just like, "Mm." or maybe I'm just too married to water. Like that, honestly, I could just drink that for the rest of my life. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I think more people need to drink more water and less coffee. Uh, but we also recognize that it's not just about diet. I'm. We've talked about this before. There's always a balance between the amount of stress that you have and then whether or not you're getting the hours of sleep that you need. But these are all different factors to whether or not you're fluctuating in your progress. Hey, BBs, a mid-episode break to say thank you for still tuning in. If you are enjoying this week's episode, please give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave a review, or send us a voice message. All right, back to the episode. Okay, so we talked about progress. Now, Hannah, do you have any exercise goals or things you want to try or have been trying? My exercise goal as of right now is to be less scared of lifting weights at the gym, which Uh is like not a direct exercise goal, but it's like kind of a overarching personal goal of mine. Um, I, 
as much as I would like to just do all my workouts from the comfort and privacy of my home, it's hard to do weightlifting when you don't have the equipment, the yeah. full set of weights. Um, so I really want to just be more comfortable using the weights and the machines at the gym. And then another exercise goal I have is to strengthen my back because my posture mm-hmm. is horrendous and mm-hmm. it, my back hurts all the time. And I feel like if I build the muscles that support my upper body, yeah, I will hunch over less frequently. And mm-hmm. I also want to work on the booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel for those two. I feel for the butt goal. I think for me, like if my butt gets big, then so do my legs. So can like someone tell me how to plump the butt only because I don't want I don't want to be looking curvy not that there's anything wrong with it but it's like I my proportions don't be I don't want a direct correlation I want an inverse correlation butt gets bigger but legs get slimmer (laughs) yeah I don't know if that's uh, (laughs) I don't know if that's like entirely possible I think the legs will have to grow I know right yeah Uh, but I do think that the types of exercises you do can help you like target some areas and Mm -hmm. deprioritize others. And I think what I've learned from just watching YouTube videos and like watching fitness bloggers is that like your form and the types of exercise you do has a big impact on which muscles you're working. And like, maybe those are muscles that you want to grow. I am also quad dominant So I feel your struggle there. It's so bizarre that I have such large quads and such a small butt, but you know, this is what my mother (laughs) gave me and that's what we got to work with. Oh my goodness. What else? What other goals do you want to do? I know we talked a lot about running. Yeah. Yeah. Running. Oh man. I have a love hate relationship with running. It is the easiest form of exercise for me because you can literally run anywhere. Yeah. And free. And it's free. You don't have to get a gym membership. Yeah. So I would say that one day I would mm-hmm. love to accomplish and finish a half marathon. And getting into shape for that is going to be a huge hurdle for me, considering how little cardio focus I've been having in my workouts. But I just feel like there's such an adrenaline rush that you get from racing. And then the feeling of accomplishment after is it's truly unmatched and it sounds Mm. so corny. And I definitely thought it was corny before I ran my first race, but now that I've experienced it, I'm like, yes, this is real. Mm -hmm. Um, girl, you can totally do it. I've heard people only training until they run six miles and then they let the adrenaline take them to the finish line. So if you already smashed a 10 K you can totally smash a half marathon too. Also, I think it's all investing in the right clothes and shoes I feel make a difference I mean no wonder why some running shoes are they're like pricey but then like you can get like the the shoe cushion to like match your feet so that you don't like injure yourself because like I don't think we're supposed to I don't think we're meant to be running for that many miles but gotta set yourself up for success do you have a favorite shoe brand or like what would you recommend I'm good. I I have the Hoka's right now. I would recommend them. And I also have the the insoles. Like I got them customized to my feet. But I would also recommend, okay, not that I've ever tried them, but they do they did feel really comfy. Are the Brooks? Um I I get 
I forget which model of the Brooks, but I feel like the Brooks are also really good. I've been like staying away from Nike. I feel like I was a loyal customer, but then I'm like, yeah, it's not really cutting it for the price point that they're charging. <laughs> um, so those are, those are my brands, but subject to change maybe. Okay. I also have the Hoka's. The Hoka's are like my babies. I, I only wear them. <laughs> I don't want to ruin them. They're, oh, they're how are you? En- yeah. How are you enjoying them? I like them so far. I like the cushioning. I feel like it's easier on the knees, which is like, I'm very concerned about my, my knees. I'm <laughs> like, if I'm running a lot, if I'm hiking a lot on the weekends, like that's a lot of high impact activity and I don't want to get knee replacement surgery in the future. Yeah. So I feel like the Hoka's are really good for absorbing shock yes they are a little soft though like I could see the soles just getting torn up by rocks so I don't I try not to run on like dirt trails with them on because they they will get ruined along with the half marathon no I I mean sometimes I have days where I do want to sign up for a half marathon and then other days I tell myself okay that's probably not the best idea I think realistically I'd, I'd like to do another half marathon maybe turn it into more of like a destination race so that there's more incentives since I've already done it once. Um, and also races are expensive, man. Like you're paying to run. You're like paying to you're, suffer. You're paying to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, and, and a full marathon, it's expensive. Usually you have to qualify for them too. So it's like, what the heck? But I think another one is like a triathlon, like a mini one, I think Ooh. would be cool. Or honestly being certified as like a yoga instructor idk core power you can sponsor us maybe i'm kidding but like i think yoga is like a newfound joy of mine after covid it just the the yoga exercises that get me sweating so it's like a, a type of like yoga sculpt that's like oof, Ooh, okay it's really good have you tried slash do you think you would like hot yoga Oh my God. I've, I I love hot yoga. And it's just the same thing as because I love sweating. So if you can get me sweating immediately when I'm working out, I will keep coming back. For it. <laughs> Going back to what you said about potentially running a destination mm-hmm. half marathon or a marathon. I love that idea. I know that, um, when I raced last year, yeah. um, we went to Utah And it was so beautiful. And you can really just make a trip out of it. Yeah. Like race and then enjoy. I mean, try to enjoy your vacation after. (laughs) I'm sure your legs will be like in so much pain. Yeah. But it's a great opportunity to like travel and see more of the world. So how do you keep yourself motivated to stay active and like really work towards your fitness goals? Because I know sometimes, you know, you have your love-hate relationships. It's obviously a challenge for many of us. So what are some of your personal tips or, you know, I think I, I don't helped you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I should be listening to the advice here rather than giving it out. I think, <laughs> uh, you know, staying active and staying active is a very broad term. Staying active is less of a challenge for me because I like to walk like Heidi and I both like to oh, walk when we yes. were in San Francisco everybody was Ubering and we're like (laughs) two miles. Let's walk it (laughs) 45 minutes. Let's walk it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, part of the reason was Ubers are freaking freaking expensive expensive. in San Francisco (laughs) and everywhere. But, um, so I love walking. That's not a problem for me there. So I, I would say that I'd like to stay active in that way. 
But staying motivated towards specific fitness goals is a much bigger challenge for me because some of the goals that I have involve doing things that I'm not necessarily excited to do, like lifting weights and doing distance running. So Heidi, help me out here. Oh. What are your motivational tips? I, I need to listen to yours because I feel mm. like you developed a solid workout routine and like, I think you're very consistent about it. So how do you, how do you maintain that consistency? Oh man. Um, I don't know if these are motivational, but I will say, you know, if you just think about all the times that you worked out, how many times have you been like, oh, I really shouldn't have come to the gym or like, man, I regret working out because it's, it's probably very slim to nothing. And mm-hmm. even be- because even if it's like a half-ass workout, you still feel better about yourself no matter what, or you're just glad that you can, you semi-committed to it and you're moving your body. So you feel mentally clear or perhaps happier. Um, and I guess another mindset that motivates me is that our bodies deteriorate so fast and it is ultimately our responsibility to take care of it however you want to do that and it's always it it takes more time to get in shape like it takes two weeks to get in shape but it takes one week to get out of shape so it's much harder to continue the momentum so why lose it in the first place otherwise you're always in like a stop and go stop and go and then none of your goals are achieved so it's kind of like a man, it sounds like a lifetime goal, but it's like, honestly, our bodies need the proper care and consistency. Otherwise one, it's like one fall or like one bad day can just like hold you back or be detrimental. And that's not good. Well, okay. I thought those tips were very motivational. (laughs) Give yourself some credit there. I liked what you said about thinking about how many workouts you've done that you felt like I really regret doing that or like I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You're right. It's like literally none. Most of the times, especially if we don't want to even get started in the first place, the feeling afterwards is like huge accomplishment. Yeah. And I feel like that's like that's the positive reinforcement that we need to keep going. You know, along that note, maybe it's just to tout my ego, <laughs> but I think. This is why I like working out in the mornings because even if the rest of the day goes goes to shit, at least I can go to bed being like, hey, I worked out today. I've nourished my body in some way or form. And it's it, like you said, positive reinforcement. Like, okay, the next morning mm-hmm. I'll do it again. Set myself up for success. Even if the rest of the day doesn't go properly. And it's addictive. It's addicting. <laughs> I would love to get to the phase where I get addicted to like staying active and working out. Uh, One day, one day we'll get there. I actually read something, an article online. It was a long time ago, maybe like a few years ago where they said that if you think about how our bodies deteriorate and how we lose like mobility and function as we get older, exercising is specifically muscle, like building muscle, weightlifting, weight training, God, I'm trying to like figure out what to call it. Weight training will help you extend your body's <gasps> functionality so you can keep doing the things that you like to do. And I feel like for me, that would be my motivation to um, stay consistent because 
I want to, I want to be walking and moving around and jumping around for as long as I possibly can. And if exercise is going to help with that, then I might as well, might as well well do some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well do some of that. Exactly. And then consistency is something else that could help with that as well. So regardless of the type of exercise you partake in, just being consistent, doing it for 30 minutes a, a day. I've heard that that makes or breaks results. Like, like what you said, starting and stopping and starting and stopping is going to hamper your physical health goals, or it's going to hamper your results, but just even just doing kind of like a half-assed one and yeah. staying consistent with it is, is going to help. Yeah. And I think like you really have to inject it into your schedule. Like we're all busy, but we all have five minutes that we probably have spent scrolling on the phone or watching a video that five minutes could have been towards doing like 10 push-ups or 10 sit-ups. And it's like day by day, if you do that consistently, you might find yourself being like, Oh, I did 10 sit-ups yesterday. Maybe I'll do 12 or like <laughs> I walked for 10 minutes yesterday. I'm gonna walk an extra block. And then consistently that builds over time. And the momentum, the impact or I'm trying to think mathematically, it's like exponentially expedited and then it it keeps going for you. I've seen videos of people who have like walking pads that they put Mm -hmm. under their desks and like while they're working, they're just walking. (gasps) Oh my God, I would, I would die. I would die too. I don't know how they do it. I'd get news and be like, (gasps) forget to walk. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's how they get their steps in. And it makes me think about how many other things are we doing on a day-to-day basis that we could just multitask and incorporate some sort of activity into it. So like whether you're watching TV, oh my God, I used to do this crazy thing (laughs) at the start of COVID when like we weren't really going outside. I would run in place while watching TV. Consistently? Like the whole TV show? No, (laughs) but you know, just looking for ways where you can just like get 10 minutes of movement in, you don't have to like commit a full hour to it. Just like whenever you have time. Exactly. But I just, that was a interesting moment in in my (laughs) life. (laughs) All right. So how do you, do you have a gym membership? No. Have you been to the gym? Oh, I was, I was religiously going back in college. Okay. When that shit was included in my tuition. So how would you describe the way you feel working out at a gym versus different environments, like maybe outside or in your own home? Mm, the gym brings me to a different mindset. And I don't know if it's because people might be watching me, but I'm definitely more self-conscious. But on the other hand, sometimes I feel more badass, if that makes sense. Like, uh, you know, sometimes I'll check myself out in the mirrors, you know, lifting weights. I see my muscles peeping out or like, Hi, girl, <laughs> get it. <laughs> or it's like, you know, you're on the treadmill and you're really in the flow. And it's like, damn, it, it, it's almost like a tiny competition when you're on the treadmill and other people are on. And like, you're trying to see who's, who's the last one to, um, <laughs> to stop running. I feel like that's always like a funny, like mental game that I do, or I, I don't know if it's also because just like other people are there. So it it keeps you more accountable. Like if I'm going to do a machine, I better do all my reps. Otherwise people are like, well, maybe people don't even look at us, but it's just more accountability, I would say. Um, 
Yeah. So when I'm doing the machines I'm familiar with, I feel extra confident, but then I'll also be less experiential. If I want to try certain lifts or weights with machines I'm not used to, then I might go to an area where there's less people and I can like finagle Mm -hmm. by myself. (laughs) How about you, Hannah? Well, I like what you said about how the gym keeps you accountable because it's so true. Like doing a workout at home when you're like 10 feet away from the couch and you can just flop <laughs> when you're tired versus mm-hmm. you're at a gym and like there's no place to go. <laughs> exactly. That definitely helps with being me motivated and keeping me following the workout routine that I had planned. But mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said about going to the gym. I'm so self-conscious and I tend to stick to what I know. Yeah. And understand. So you will not see me squatting. You will not see me at the squat rack. You will not see me at the bench uh, because I'm just like, I just don't. Uh, well, first of all, there's like no benches open because the gym I go to is constantly just like super crowded. Packed, yeah. Yeah. But like, I'll typically just, you know, go on the treadmill, do the stair stepper rowing machine, like yeah. free weights, just stuff that I am accustomed to, but I am trying to change that. That's one of the fitness or exercise goals that we talked about earlier. How I feel at the gym also depends on how crowded it is. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, the types of people that are there, um, like I feel a lot more comforted if I'm working out at a gym with like moms and dads, <laughs> maybe an older crowd, as opposed to going to a gym where there's like people my age. I'm just, like, mm. I don't know why it's like a weird mental thing, but I just feel intimidated by that. Yeah. There's like judgment. Like, I mean, I'm like low key, like looking at other people or like I'm making my own judgments in my, <laughs> in my head. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's people watching and like, you're, yep. you're naturally going to look at people and be like wow that person is like lifting really heavy or like that person looks really fit yeah Um, so I think that's a natural thing for us to do but Mm -hmm. I've also heard that people don't care about other people at the gym so I think there's like two sides of the story here yeah it's almost like when you the the first time I tried like the squat rack it was kind of like (gasps) You kind of just accept the fact that, okay, I might look stupid. I'm going to look dumb, but hey, now or never. And it's, it, it, I kind of just embrace the, stu- the stupidity. And like every time it gets like less and less awkward. Mm-hmm. And you also just feel more confident to like, you know, if it's busy, hey, I'll wait. I- I'll stand near the rack and like kind of signal that I want to use it or like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Like I'm watching. <laughs> I think a part of being comfortable, especially in a crowded gym environment, is just letting go of the mental yes. barriers or blocks that <laughs> just let go of any like societal norms that you yes. think of. Um, I have definitely been that person when I'm like using a machine and I see uh-huh. that there's somebody like literally just waiting and sitting there and just like looking up at me every so often. I get I get spooked. I I would immediately leave, but like part of being more comfortable and developing your confidence is to be like, I'm going to finish my rep and then it's all yours. Yeah. You you can wait. You can wait, honey. You got other weights out there. You can multi, you can go do that in the meantime. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I also want to touch on group classes, girl, because I feel like group classes can also bring me to another mental space. 
I don't know if it's the class instructor or the dynamic of the group, or even sometimes the price tag of the class, but I find myself pushing my pushing even more because either I want to make the most of the group class because, you know, I don't really sign up as much or because you have other people to do it with you. I mean, oh my gosh, that boxing class that we did kicked my booty. I have never, ever (laughs) sweated that much. Holy shit. Dude, that class was deceptively difficult because it's like, it's, it feels like cardio, right? We're not using any weights. We're kind of just punching and like kicking, (laughs) but my whole body was in pain the next week, week, not day. And uh, yeah, that was a great class. The the ladies there. Yeah. That was also a great class because it was, I think it was all women too. So I was like, oh oh my God, we were like middle-aged women, like kicking my booty. God dang it. I'm so unfit. (laughs) No, they were, they were really impressive. And it, I think they all were regulars. Yeah. Whether you make it a point to work out every day or you hope to walk at least 30 minutes a day, everyone's fitness journey is different. So find a routine that works for you and stick to it. Consistency makes all the difference. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you very soon. Bye, babies.